This is Mary Dutouris Paust, and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are learning to be spiritual beings living in a material world. How's everyone doing today? I'm so glad you're joining me. It's not an easy thing, this striving to be a spiritual being in a material world, is it? But here we are, constantly getting back up and trying again. Fail, fail better, fail again. So today, I want to talk about something that I fail at a lot. Or well, I don't fail at doing it, but I fail at the thing I should be doing. Did that make sense? I'll explain. Multitasking. Multitasking is seen by our society as a virtue. If you can do six things at once, you're a more productive person, you're more successful, you're a go-getter. Wrong. Multitasking is not a virtue. Productivity at all costs is not a good thing. If we do six things at one time, we don't really do any of those things intentionally or with with focus. We do them a little haphazardly. Certainly, we do them distractedly. So this idea that if we can multitask, we can achieve more is really all wrong. It's... um, it leads to a fractured state of being. It wears us down. It makes us feel like things are always coming at us from every direction, and we can never find our center or our peace. And that fractured behavior leads to sort of a fractured mind and a fractured spirit. It can cause us stress and distress. And it can just add a lot of uh, negativity to our life that we just don't need. So I will tell you, I have always been like the queen of multitasking. You know, I'm one of those people who could sit at my desk, check my email, work on a story, eat my lunch, look at social media, answer a phone call, and think somehow I was getting a lot done and I was being a good employee or a good worker. And the reality is that's just going about it all wrong because I can't do any of those things to the degree I'd like to do them, or with the focus and concentration they require, if I'm doing them all at once. And certainly, I focused on this when I wrote my book Cravings. If I'm eating my lunch while I'm doing my work at a computer and answering texts and emails, chances are I'm going to finish that lunch and not even remember that I ate it. Uh, And that leads to a whole other problem that we'll discuss sometime here. So, If we're not going to multitask, how are we going to go about things? Well, we're going to do it with attention and intention, putting our focus on one thing at a time. In other words, we're going to do things mindfully. Mindfulness is often associated with Buddhism, and certainly it is a key part of Buddhist philosophy. But mindfulness is not just for Buddhists. So I like to think of it as God is in the details. Can you look at the activities and tasks and things that are going on in your life, whether they're fabulous or just mundane, and do them one at a time and with your full attention? Whether you're going on a fabulous vacation or you're driving to work in the morning, can you do that with your full attention, one thing at a time and mindfully, really enjoying and savoring and turning each activity into um, this loving action. I know. Can I turn my commute to work into a loving action? Yes. 
It's not easy because we're trained to do things a different way. But if we really want to break down that multitasking mindset and shift to a more mindful, peaceful, balanced, centered way of living, we'll take the steps that we need to take. You could drive to work without the radio on, without yelling at the guy who cut you off, leaving yourself enough time so you don't have to drive too fast, not worrying if Apple CarPlay is telling you that you have texts or phone messages, just keeping your eye focused on what you're doing, at the world around you, the people around you, and doing that one thing. And even that drive can become an opportunity for peace and calm in your life if you approach it in that way. There's so many things we can do this way. There's every, everything. We can do everything this way. Granted, we can't live our lives just in a constant state of mindfulness because life is life and it's going to be difficult and sometimes it's just not going to be possible. But if we can start to weave it more regularly into our lives and make intentional practices that use mindfulness habits and behaviors to bring that intention to our actions, little by little, we will transform what was just a chaotic life of multitasking into one that is a more peaceful, calm, single action at a time. And, you know, when we do five things at once, none of them really feel fulfilling. And certainly, if we're looking at our phone while someone's trying to have a conversation with us, it's not fulfilling for the person who's trying to act interact with us either, because it feels like they're not important enough to garner our fullest attention. So if I'm prepping for dinner, and I've got my laptop with the recipe open, but I also have my text threads open, and my daughter's trying to tell me about her day, and I'm trying to do all of those things at once, I'm first of all not going to do them all well. Chances are I might cut my finger or burn the sauce or respond to a text that I didn't mean to respond to in the way I did, or I'm going to miss something important my daughter's telling me. And certainly none of those things will be satisfying for me either. Um, You know, when I'm cooking, I should just be cooking. And there's a beauty in that. In just, you know, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who died recently, the Buddhist monk, you know, used to say, when when you wash the dishes, just wash the dishes. Don't wash the dishes so that you can make dessert. Don't wash the dishes so you can watch a TV show. Just wash the dishes because it's time to wash the dishes. And when you sink into, literally, in that case, the dishes in the sink, your hands in the sudsy water, and you're not worried about what comes next or what happened earlier, but you're just fully present with the actions in front of you, it transforms that mundane chore that we often don't want to do into this really beautiful practice. And it gives our minds a time to just settle and be sort of still and in one place. And it's really beautiful. So it's hard to do these mindful practices. We are addicted to multitasking and we're addicted to the things that are the most likely culprits in our multitasking world. Our phones, our laptops, social media, texting, all of it 
demands our constant attention. We have the phone in our hand. We have the TV on. We have the computer nearby. We're checking, checking, checking. We're checking the phones during commercial breaks. We're texting when our partner or our child is talking to us from across the room. Can we put down the phones? That super addictive social media behavior, which is just endless scrolling through things we've already seen. Uh, And I'm guilty as charged. I've recently sat there one Saturday when it was a quiet day and I was doing a little bit of work on my computer and planning some yoga classes, but really a few hours went by. And when I looked back back at what I had done, most of what I had done had been a total waste of my time and energy. It had been mindless scrolling through all the different social media platforms I'm on. So social media is super addictive. And while it can be great and beneficial and fun, all things in moderation. So can we put down the phones now and then? Close up the laptop now and then? For me, the easiest way to tell people to try this out is to attempt a mindful meal. Again, I wrote about this a lot in Cravings, but I've also written about it a lot on my own blog, and I've practiced it. I, For a long time, I would do my mindful oatmeal practice. So I'll tell you how this could look in your world, and maybe you'll give it a try this week. When you're going to sit down to a meal, and don't make your first mindful meal some gourmet extravaganza. Make it the simplest meal of your day. For me, it was oatmeal. For maybe for you, maybe it's a piece of toast, or maybe it's just a cup of coffee, a banana, whatever it is. Find where you're going to have your meal. Clear it of anything else that's in the way. Make a nice place setting. Prepare your food in this intentional way, mindfully doing everything. Sit down and have your meal. Say a little blessing, whatever that might be, and then slowly appreciate your food, taste it, smell it, feel how it feels in your mouth, eat slowly, focus on the people who grew it, who transported it, who sold it, who bagged it, send them your love and blessings. And then when it's time to clean up, make the cleanup part of that mindful practice too. For me, my mindful oatmeal became one of my most important prayer practices in my day. And it really transformed my prayer life. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. So my challenge for you is this week just to find one meal that you can eat mindfully and then see how that feels compared to when you're eating a meal with your phone and your computer or the newspaper, your crossword puzzle, the TV on, the radio on, whatever it is for you. Because when you eat your mindful meal, you don't have any of that happening. It's just you and the food. And compare those experiences and see how it feels. It's probably going to be challenging. It may even feel uncomfortable. That's okay. All good change is going to require us to be challenged. Transformation requires challenge and uh, opening up to new ways of doing things. So be challenged this week. Try out a mindful meal or try some other mindful behavior, whether it's driving to work or mowing the lawn or chopping vegetables for a salad or a soup, do it mindfully and with your full attention and that phone nowhere to be found. And then we'll check back and see how everybody felt about that. If you'd like to learn more about this topic, you can find information on my blog at notstrictlyspiritual.com. 
and you'll find the mindful oatmeal information and other things on mindfulness there. So just you can go there and check that out. But I promise I'll come back and we'll talk more about that mindful eating, mindful habits uh, in the future because it's a favorite topic of mine. So thanks for being with me today. You've been listening to Lifelines. And this is Mary Dutoris Paust. And I'm so grateful you were here. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Peace, love, blessings.